Hello and welcome back to another episode of Around the Wicket. And we're here today to discuss the T20 international series that went on between India and England uh, over the last week. So we had a recent episode on the test matches that took place. And uh, after, the, after India's humiliating loss, um, we're back to the humiliation on England this time, beating them 2-1, uh, winning the first two games and losing the last one. Might have been a 17-run loss, but the game was quite uh, quite much closer than you would think it to be. So the first thing we'll take a look at is obviously India's new approach to the T20 format. Um, it was a completely attacking approach. They went and did what England did for a long period of time, which is where um, every single batsman goes bang, 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 bang. And this works for certain players. This doesn't work for certain players. And so let's take a look at um, why this works and how it worked out for them over the three-match series, especially with the pitches that are proposed to them um, over the course. So, Rehan, you want to talk? About, you want to start uh, talking about that? Yeah, I mean, the new approach was pretty solid. I mean, we were on fire for most of the time. Even in that one game we lost, we were on fire. Um, I mean, obviously, we had a second-string bowling attack, but our batting, especially man like Surikumar Yadav, was pretty good. So, uh, this series has been actually, I think, one of our best series uh, as a bilateral team, uh, just because of the way we approached our cricket. And uh, we totally, like, um, for lack of a better term, we we fried England. And uh, in honor of that, uh, I've got these beautiful white eggs with me. And during this episode, I'm going to be making a fried egg. Okay, so um, didn't expect that, but let's um, get a fried egg in there. Okay, so interesting concepts. So I'll talk about a bit more and provide some bit more analysis. Um, in the first game, we saw India um, get, reach one ninety eight for eight, and the second game we saw them reach one seventy for eight. I want to talk about a bit about second game because we saw the pitch in the second game was up and down. It wasn't really a good batting pitch. But what we saw was that due to India's aggressive approach, especially uh, for staying in the opening partnership, right? Rishabh Sharma had in the cycle of 155, Rishabh on the 173. That aggressive approach gave India a good base to push forward, right? Because when each one of their batsmen went aggressive, they scored in multitude, multiple cameos. And with those multiple cameos, they reached 170, which was, according to me, it's not something that they should have reached, right? Because they were... They were 122 for six after 15 overs. Reaching 170 after that is a miracle. That was a good score. I think it was because of the aggressive approach that they took. And without that, you know, England could have easily won the game. Uh, so that aggressive approach actually got them to the 170 score. And it's the same with the 190, the 198 score, right? It's getting you so far. It's getting you the good runs. And when they tried, well, they had the same approach after England scored 215. Um, and well, they did. Suryakumar really well with it. And um, good batting performance. I I'd credit a lot of that loss to like Shreya Sayers, 28 of 23. Not the approach that everyone else is playing in. But I was really poor from him. But I'd like to hear one thing uh, from Rehan. Uh, Virat Kohli played a total of two games. And in both those games, he failed taking the positive approach. So... What do you think this positive approach is a result of? And do you think it will help him gain back his form? 
Yeah, first off, I want to, like I already said at the start, I commend India for this new approach. Uh, and I think like the moment we saw Rishabh Pant opening the batting, we knew that's what they were going to do. Because uh, just only a year ago, against the very same opposition in England, uh, Virat Kohli opened the batting uh, when there was no other opener. And this time they went to Rishabh Pant, which shows uh, their new approach, I would say. Um, in terms of uh, Virat Kohli's new approach, I mean, sure, I guess it works. He's been trying everything for the, uh, uh, for the uh, past little while and nothing seems to work. So why not just hit your way back into form, I guess. We saw some beautiful shots by him uh, in, in every match, in the two matches he played. Like there was one uh, lofted shot right over the bowler's head, which was just beautiful. And next ball he got out. But that's going to happen. Uh, it'll take time for India to master this uh, new skill, I guess. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, the previous approach wasn't working for Virat Kohli. So why not try this new one? That's what I say. Well, that's a good way to look at things. He did have a short, like, short stings, like less lesser runs than he could have had if he used a different approach. But that's beside the point. Well, let's... Let's talk about India's bowling approach. I think we've had um, quite a good set of bowlers and we played our best bowling side for most of the games. We saw uh, chances being given to two bowlers I really like to see, um, which is Ashdeep Singh and uh, Umran Malik also got a good chance. So we'll comment on Ashdeep, but um, overall, what do you... So I want to talk about two things. One is Hardik Pandya's comeback into bowling form and how he's picked up wickets. Like he just picked up four in the first C20 innings and basically won us that game. And the second is a comment on Bhuvaneshwar Kumar. So what we see in Bhuvaneshwar Kumar is he's extremely economical. He can bowl at the top and he can bowl at the depth. He swings the ball both ways, which troubles both batsmen uh, who are Jason Roy and Josh Butler. So if it's troubling two of the best openers in the world, I'm sure it'll trouble everyone else in time to come. The skill Boobies is a very smart bowler. So we saw the bottler dismissal. He went out swing, out swing, out swing, out swing to Jason Roy. Jason Roy took a single. In swing to bottler, bottler clean board. So Bhuvanesha Kumar gets a lot of swing with this wide ball. And he's an essential cog in India's bowling lineup. Um, Harshal Patel, we saw him bowl great slow balls in the depth and contain um, the run flow toward the end of the innings. And well, Jaspreet Bumra is Jaspreet Bumra. I, I, I don't need to talk much about that second T20 international performance that was... That was beautiful from Bumrah. That was good from Bhuvanesha, but that was beautiful from Bumrah too. The wicket of Liam Livingstone, I think that's a that's a beauty for the ages. The off-spinner, getting a bowl, um, quality batsman. So, yeah, just your thoughts on India's bowling attack, how it's shaping up, because these three are most likely a bowlers for the World Cup. Yeah, so one thing that I noticed with the batting, they were aggressive. They were also aggressive with the ball, because you could see them trying to pitch it more full and like actually look for that swing and be aggressive because a lot of times what we see with India with their white ball bowlers barring Bhuvneshwar Kumar to an extent is they like try hitting the length early and that might work if it's a really flat way, uh, pitch but in this case it was not and we saw them reaping the rewards I mean Bhuvi was fantastic I mean a very well deserved uh, player of the series award I think and Bumrah I mean he's just Bumrah people doubt him and he comes back. Uh, he's just a legend of the game. And um, yeah, I, I love to see these all the all three of these bowlers performing so well. Harshal also, you got to remember, these were tiny boundaries, like very tiny boundaries. 
Australia will have much larger boundaries. So those mishits that were going for boundaries against Harshal, that will not happen. That will be a wicket. So uh, it's important to keep in context uh, what we'll see in Australia while talking about this. And uh, yeah, I, I'm impressed with all facets of our uh, playing uh, 11, except our fielding, I would say. That still needs work. Real feeling needs work. I think we saw a drop cast of Chahal. And I think it's not the first time we've seen this from Chahal. He might be a really good bowler, but I think he's one guy that needs to work on his fielding the most out of everyone in this entire team. So it was a really good series for India. In their second innings, they in the in the third game, they played a lot of new players uh, who wouldn't have played if England had won the second game or the first game. And uh, let's talk a bit about these new players. So we had Umran Malik. Uh, especially, actually, I just want to talk about him and then I want to talk about Surikumar Yadav and Shreyas Iyer. So, first we start with Umran Malik. What I see with Umran Malik is, first of all, he's not keeping up his speeds, which is at, uh, at that 150 mark. And the second thing what I see is he, he relies on that. So, he's going very expensive because he has no real game sense of line and length that's coming in that, that we can see. And he's just relying on whatever some little bit pace he has, which is why he's been fast-tracked with the Indian team and it's not working out. He's going at an economy of like 15-16 and I mean like I'll tell you the exact eco- uh, economical figures but the, his economy is insanely high. He, uh, during when England hit 215 um, Umran Malik went at an economy of 14. That's three higher than any other Indian bowler and that's um, an astounding number to go and especially when you're Looking to be one of India's premier seamers, right? So this- yeah, what what Imran Malik needs is control. He has no control. He is fast and he just throws the ball. Um, except in this series, he wasn't really that fast. I mean, those speeds he was doing. There was one ball above 150 in in this series and the Ireland series combined. Uh, and even Bumrah can do that. It's not what we are looking from him. Uh, See, in my opinion, he's been fast-tracked into the Indian team. What he needs is uh, more Ranji Trophy matches, more India A-tos, possibly a stint in the county championship. You don't, you don't throw him in straight away. You have lots of other people, like Ashdeep was sidelined in the Island Series because of him. And then Ashdeep made his debut. We saw uh, the wonders that he did. So I think Umran Malik needs work. He doesn't need match practice per se. He, he, he needs to learn... Uh, cricketing logic, like he needs to get more cricketing brains, is what I would say. I think the best person to give him that is Dale Stain at the Sunrise Hyderabad, a man of insane pace, uh, well, a man of fury, um, as some would like to say. Um, okay, so I'm going to leave this to you because I think you're the apt man to talk about it. Shreya Sire, go. Yeah, so Shreyas Iyer, I mean, look at this uh, beautiful, wait, you can't see it properly. One sec. Look at this. Can you see the egg? Oh, you can't see the egg. Oh, wait, only you're muted. Can you see the egg? There you go. There's the egg. Safe. 
So this is uh, oh, you're, you're muted. Oh, I was going to say, oh, sorry, sir. I was saying just like England for you. Yeah, yeah. So this egg is an active representation of uh, England and Shreya Sayo. I think he adds absolutely zero value to the team. Under, he is an under. Uh, he is he is useless. Actually, he's not even under because that innings practically lost us the game. It had negative match impact, I would say. So, um, he should not be considered for T20s. There are just so many better candidates. I'm not saying he's a bad player. He's just not good enough. You know what I mean? Uh, he, he's just not good enough. Um, and, bro, like, see, that short ball thing is a real issue, man. Like, he's got a deal with it. He's scared of it. He's moving away. Um, I just don't see how you can... Forget about the playing 11. I don't see how you can use up one of those precious 15 plane tickets and take him to Australia. Uh, that's just not feasible, in my honest opinion. I know he's the KKR captain. Uh, he's, he's my captain. But as an honest KKR fan, uh, Shreya Sayer needs to be dropped from the Indian team. Uh, so, Smarko, I would say 28 or 23 in that situation where Surikumar Zayal is going like, like, like what he is. By, by batting at that in that way, first of all, you're hogging strike away from a batsman in form. And uh, second of all, you're not doing the team that much good. Either you could have rather given Dinesh Karthik more balls. I think Shreya Sayer is a built-in ODI player. But his ODI career won't work out as well uh, as long as he doesn't learn to play that short ball. And one thing that I can clearly um, tell you is that the bowlers are not, not going to bowl you short, right? Especially in the ODI format as well. So, we saw the first ODI with Rohit Sharma that he scored like six sixes of short balls and they are going to attack you there. Even if you're like damn good like Rohit Sharma is. So, I think that's one thing that really needs to be worked on for sure, Sayar. I'm going I'm, I'm to talk about Surikumar Yadav myself because I love him. Um, what I saw that day uh, would like to mention that he's a KKR lad. I would like to mention that he's a Mumbai Indians guy. But what I saw that day, it was it, it was reminiscent of ABWS's good times, Um, if I'm being completely honest. Because some of those shots were like... What do you mean ABWS is good time? His whole career was a good time. Yeah, I mean, by, by ABWS is a good time, I mean ABWS is time at the crease when he plays shots that no one knows how he plays. And I think Surikumar Yadav did a bit of that. Uh, moving across the crease, playing it back, playing it on the offside, using those sweeps, using those scoops to good effect. I think a lot of the shots that he played, um, I was just looking at like, uh, I'm just, I just go, um, does this apply to the laws of physics? Or like, how how is the ball going there? What is the angle of the bat? So, I think Suryakumar Yadav, he needs to play the World Cup, in my opinion. Like, I don't know if I had him on the World Cup side. I, I'm going to be honest, but now I want him. I think um, India need to make way for Suryakumar Yadav because just the way he's batting. You know, there's another guy who's in form. His name is Deepak Hudda. Um, and, and I don't think you need to, you, you can justify being in the team just because your form is like Deepak Hudda. When you have a player like Surikumar Yadav, proven on multiple levels, proven consistently throughout the years, I think he should be given a chance in the team. And um, I just hope he is because, yeah, good times. So, that's, that, that's it about India, actually. Let's, let, let's just move on to um, a quick 
England review. So Roy and Butler failed in all three games. Milan had one good game. Uh, Livingston had, well, let's just say one good game. Moen Ali had zero good games. Uh, Harry Brook had a mediocre second game. Uh, sorry, mediocre third game. And um, other than that, Chris Jordan, consistently good performances. Uh, Richard Gleeson. I mean, your first wicket of Virat Kohli, Rohit Sharma. I don't think it gets better than that. Uh, David Willey. I don't think he's used to his full potential by England, but not by performances. So this, this is one of the worst England T20 bowling lineups that you could see. Um, I think England need to really work on their bowling lineup. It's not where it could be. I think it's not where it should be either. So it's something they need to work on. I think the batting will just come in, uh, come in, come with time because I think that if I look at it from a deep perspective, Liam Livingston is Owen Morgan's replacement for England. Um, I know Rehan said Harry Brook, something like that. But I don't think it's uh, Brook. I think it's Owen Morgan. So you can see that when a side is created, uh, Butler, Roy, Milan um, as your top three. Then you have uh, Liam Livingston, Johnny Bairstow, uh Ben Stokes to back you up. And I think Liam Livingston is that number four Morgan replacement. And uh, he's a he's a good one. Yeah, Liam Livingston definitely has a lot of talent. I remember watching this game where he scored a huge 100 against Pakistan. Uh, much like the 100 that I scored, it was in a losing cause. Um, but yeah, I mean, they have a very good batting lineup regardless because their backups are just so talented. But they're clearly lacking on the polling. Uh, let's see who all I'm missing. There's Jofra Archer, there's Chris Wokes, there's Adil Rashid. Um, Mark Wood, um, yeah, you, you've got a lot of guys missing. Ben Stokes, I guess, um, who are who, who definitely slot into that first 11. Um, but yeah, I mean, Richard Gleason, you mentioned, really impressed with him. He actually almost quit cricket eight, eight months back and he only started playing the sport when he was 28 years old. So that's an a inspirational story, like no matter how old you are, kind of like Praveen Tambe. You can still uh, chase your dreams and it might work out for you. I mean, taking the wicket of, of Virat Kohli and Rohit Sharma, um, that's impressive stuff. Um, but yeah, Chris Jordan, I think he's bowled better than I've ever seen him bowl. It was really quite impressive. I thought uh, he's been on his decline recently, but uh, super impressed by his performance. Uh, was one of the only bowlers that actually looked like troubling India. Their replacement for Adil Rashid, I want to mention. Because it looks like after Adil Rashid retires, they have no one. Because Matt Parkinson was tried out and he was awful. My man was bowling at 60 kilometers per hour. Um, you cannot bowl that slow, dude. Um, like, even if your turn is insane, the airtime is just way too much. The batsmen will read you. They'll get, they'll get down the pitch. I mean, it's, uh, it's insane. So, I think... After Rashid retires, uh, that section of their bowling lineup will be even in more great trouble. I have issue with two bowlers around the world. One is Michael Swepson, one is Matthew Parkinson. Uh, I think both are absolute. Mitchell Swepson. Mitchell, oh, okay, sorry, Mitchell Swepson. Oh, Swepson and Parkinson. I think both are trash in the game. Both shouldn't play. Um, Swepson with his half trackers, 
uh, Parkinson with his just loose, loose bowling. Um, I think you can make careers work uh, bowling at 78, 79, 75, 76, as Kulipiada has shown. Um, but you need to get that pace up one point or another, which again Kuldeep Pradhav has shown. He, he's gotten his pace up. You just know you need that when you uh, attack and when you're trying to get those wickets. So I think it's really important to do. And I think it's something that these guys have to learn to do. And I think it's something that will come with time. Um, talking about England spin replacement, first of all, Jack Leach. I don't like him, especially in the test format. I just don't think he's your guy. I think every team needs to have that one goat spinner that you can turn to anytime. India has Ravichandra Ashwin, Yusuf Chahal. Australia has Adam Zampa, Nathan Lyon. Uh, England has Adil Rashid, no one else. Uh, Yasir Shah, Pakistan. Uh, Rashid Khan, Mujibur Rahman, Afghanistan. Uh, Jaya Vikrama, uh, Embuldenia, Sri Lanka. All of these teams. Asaranga. Oh, yeah, Asaranga, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Asaranga. And uh, South Africa had Tahir. Yeah, and now they have Shamsi. So Tahir went, now they have Shamsi. They have Keshav Maharaj, who's the captain. So there are replacements coming in for a lot of the teams. But the one team that we see that doesn't have these replacements, I think, is England. Um, even though England cricket might look good, I think it's not in its prime. I think. 2019 was the peak and after that, it's just been the fall. We'll find out soon enough in Australia. So, Rehan, uh, I, before we go to the awards, I want to ask you one question. Has anything changed in your T2011 for the World Cup? Um, not in my 11, but one thing has changed. I mentioned uh, Avesh Khan in my reserves. I would actually uh, ditch that guy and I would go with Ashdeep Thin. Because uh, he can bowl all phases. He's a left armor and he is a very talented bowler. I like him a lot. So I'm going to go with uh, Ajdeep Singh in my reserves instead of uh, main man Avesh. It's not a bad decision. I think I'll do that myself. But uh, I have no changes. And let's move in to the awards. Okay. So, first thing, so it's going to be quite simple, right? Best batting innings for Likuma Yadav. Um, so, Let's try to think of something innovative that we can do with the uh, awards. So, I, I want you to think of, again, one, the first awards, your favorite moment of the series. Any one moment with this last time as well. What would be your favorite moment of the series? Uh, Bhuvi getting Josh uh, Butler out in the first game. Great way to start off the series. Uh, solid stuff. All right, then. Um, I think that was a quite good one uh, myself. Um, I was going to go with something like that. But I, I just want to pick up uh, a small moment that it's it's quite, um, what do you say, inconsequential in the larger um, e- e- events of things. But it's these small moments that matter the most. And when you take into account these moments, you you, you know, um, you end up getting something um, that is um, extremely magical out of it. And um, I, I think I want to pick up the moment where Richard Gleason got um, 
thulped for four by Rohit Sharma is aggressive approach. And after getting absolutely sent uh, by Rohit Sharma, he comes back and he picks up three wickets and sends India on the back foot. I mean, doing that is just, you need a different, like, it's just exceptional. It's a mini comeback in a game of comebacks. And I think it was a beautiful thing to do. I'm happy for him. He took three wickets. Uh, seems like a seems like a solid guy. Okay, so next question: best debutant of the series. Um. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go with Ashdeep Singh. I just added him to my squad after one game. Uh, shame that he's not. He didn't play the rest of the uh, games because he wasn't in the squad. But Umran Malik was somehow. Um. But yeah, Ashdeep Singh. Really impressed with him. Bowled beautifully up top. Him and Bhuvi were a lethal pair. Imagine Bumrah in there with them. Uh, a great backup. I mean, Arjdeep Singh with what he showed that day. Uh, solid guy, solid guy. Gonna go with him. All right, then. Arjdeep Singh it is. I mean, it's Richard Gleason again. Um, I just love that debut. I, I don't know why. I, I'm obsessed with his debut and I'm obsessed. I actually really like his beard. Seems like a... Nice enough guy. Keep thinking about his beard. It, it, it's a Johnny Bairstow resemble like beard. Uh, anyway, um, your favorite cameo of the series? Favorite cameo of the series? Uh, there have been quite a few cameos actually, but I got to go with Virat Kohli's uh, second cameo. Uh, 11 of 6 balls just because there was that one shot which he hit for 6 over the top of the bowler which I already mentioned before and that shot that shot was something else Alright then um, I'll go for Deepak Hudda's 33 of 17 um, I saw that game that was um, powerful I think, I think he's a very technically astute player um, especially off his hip I think an English, an English player who's really good off his hip was Alistair Cook but um, obviously, as we saw, Alistair Cook, he, he, Alistair Cook didn't you know, go for the big shots. Just went for the tricks off his hip. But I think Deepak Kuda is very good off his hip and just takes it to a whole other level when he plays um, that. And the sixes are beautiful to watch. So, yeah, I guess we're... Okay, what do you think was the worst bowling performance of the series? Um, match losing bowling performance. You get an X2 to Man Malik, but worst bowling performance of the series. Well, you read my mind. I was going to say Umran Malik. But uh, now, I'll have to go with someone else. Uh, worst bowling performance. This is a tough one because it's been such a high-scoring series. Um, I'm actually... This is, this is tough. I might go... Uh, yeah, I might go Avesh Khan's performance in the last T20i. Uh, he had... Four overs, I think one one for forty three, and uh, and yeah, that one wicket was uh, a pretty useless wicket, I would say, because it was just Josh Butler. But uh, but yeah, Avesh Khan probably. Mine's gonna be a bit of a surprise. Is David Willey in the second T Twenty international? Three overs, thirty five runs, an economy of eleven point seven. Um, that. Actually, was like a lot of people bowled eleven economy in that game, but um, what I found surprising was that the ball at the start in Nottingham 
so in Birmingham, it's Bastion. It was moving on. It wasn't a flat pitch. I think um, David Willey could have done much better in the third T20 international and could have troubled a lot of the batsmen because many batsmen struggled against Bastion other than Dominic Jadeja and the uh, and uh, a bit of the push in the openers. But I think David Willey could have done a much better job up top with his performances. And uh, with that, we're done with the awards and we're done with the episode. Um, thank you for tuning in. And we'll be back for the next episode. Which is... I just want to say one thing. Yeah. Uh, I guess you can call what we did to the English. We we fried the whites in it. All right then, fried the whites. I just want to say one more thing. Uh, we reacted to this point many times. Um, what was the point of this series? Like, just genuinely. Of this series? This series, I think it, it helped us give some context uh, into some more stuff. And it's also the first time in a while that we got a first choice 11 back playing T20s together. Still. 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 So do you just not want us playing any T20s until the World Cup? No. I um What, what I see as an ideal T20 setup would be um, a mixture of what we actually know. Just see, I want more ODIs first of all. Um, next, what I want is every year, every player plays at T20 Nationals in whatever leagues they want to play. That's enough T20 International that you play. That's the T20 games that you play in a long time. And I want a maximum of uh, three T20 series in an entire year because I know it might be per team, right? Huh? Yeah, yeah per team. Three T20 series per team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. T20 series per team because right now what every team is doing is they're just spamming T20 international series. Um, we've played three T20 international series in the span of um, 20 days. Three series yeah. against three very different countries in two very different parts of the world within 20 days. Just think of how preposterous that is, right? And by three T20 series, I mean 10 games. 10 games. Yeah. I don't think that should happen. That, and these 10 games are on back of 74 games or 70 plus games in the IPL. And you have a test match in the middle of that. So, um, schedule is insane. Um, I want to talk about one thing that, um, you know, um, I was watching some football, um, surprisingly, and it's something that um, Kortua said uh, in an interview um, after the game. He said that they can't expect us to play so many games, right? He talked about how many leagues they have and how many matches they're supposed to play um, for the international side, for the club side. And you can't expect a player to play all these games. They have injury. They they have injuries to worry about. They have their family to worry about. They have uh, their mental health. They have so many things to worry about and we're just spamming series at them and i think this does two things it takes away the value of a single game that is played um the more you play the less of the value of every single game that's played and that's the same with money the same concept applying here and um i also think that when you play so many d20 series it just takes away from the essence of the game the essence of the game is test cricket and I think ODI cricket gives you like the allowance to score many runs, while T20 cricket is just you know bashing, bashing, bashing. And that's how cricket is supposed to be played. So 
hopefully we can do something differently. Just my thought. So we'll end the episode on that. Interesting and, take. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in and we'll be back for the ODI series.